Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Nuclear Heat Graphics. mysterious world of the inhuman experience a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained my name is bobby anthem and with me as always for some reason all his photos are fuzzy my partner my ace my partner in crime my fellow inhuman and urban legend bobby blades what's up man hey just call me the slender man uh <laughs> Oh, I, would, I would call you I would call you the wicker man but that sounds sounds a little close to some things that we don't want to yeah. do yeah, yeah, yeah. so let's go with slender what's up man how's, how's it been yeah, it's been all right it's uh it's a little chilly outside but uh I haven't been outside too much so that's good that's a plus what about you yeah yeah you know it's been cold over here too and I, I i hear a lot of people around the country have been getting snow and stuff you know like mostly around the midwest and the east coast and we don't get snow here until later in the winter because of the lake oh, you know, okay we get that lake effect because the uh you know the water maintains a temperature or it takes a while for the for the lake to kind of cool down and once it does and starts to freeze, that's when we start to get the snow. And that's why our winters last longer here, you oh, know, man. because the because Lake Erie just turns into a big ice cube and everything is still frozen while everybody else is enjoying spring. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Anthem, the meteorologist. There you go. This is not <laughs> the, the uh, meteorologist experience, though. This is the, <laughs> the inhuman experience. And um I've been looking forward to this one for a while, actually. We've been talking about doing this one. Yes. You know, we, um, so. During the summer, actually, we were talking about this. Yeah, for, for several months. And, um, you know, we, we have a friend who has just been so incredibly patient with us. Just so incredibly patient. And he's being very patient right now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, um, Inhuman Experience proudly brings to you the man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. Uh, he was blinded by the light once, but he was never wrapped up like a deuce. Uh, Papa Dave Sincere. Gotta love it, man. <laughs> okay. Hi. How you, How you doing? How you doing, Dave? Bobby, Buzzy, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> What's oh, going shit. on, Dave? Oh, not much, you guys. What's up? 
Oh, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's kind of an inside baseball thing, by the way, between <laughs> Blades and I, and 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 our our weird fascination with the Manfred Mann Earth Band's song "Blinded by the Light" and the weird, cryptic, almost esoteric lyrics of said song. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> we're we're just we're both happy to have you, Dave. Man, we 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 seriously have been talking for months about this, so which is weird. We appreciate you coming in and uh, hanging out with us. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Cool. So, um, Blades, what are we getting into today, man? Uh, well, it looks like uh, the, the thing that we've been procrastinating on for months now is cryptids. Uh, something that we said we were going to get into more near the beginning of the first episode. Uh, and then we kind of got sidetracked like any good person does in life. But it, it looks like it's finally happening today. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm good with it. it, it it's one that I was uh, excited to do. Um, unfortunately, with just with all of the twists and turns of life, like we talk about on pretty much every episode, the reason why it takes us so long to put out episodes, uh, life just gets in the way. But I've... I was always real deep in the cryptids when I was a kid. I mean, I, I had encyclopedias of cryptids. I, I would go to the library and just I would spend all of my time just in the occult section, the new age section, I think is what it was called back then. You know, all of the fringe stuff, man. I spent all of my time in that in there and I would just pick out books and all kinds of encyclopedias, checking out all of these different legends, some that I've heard of, some that I haven't. But today I haven't had a chance. I wanted to really hop online and do a lot of research and look into a lot of stuff, brush up on some things that maybe, I, you know, would be interesting to talk about. But honestly, I haven't had a chance to do that today. But months ago, I had a conversation with Dave. And Dave, you were telling me some pretty interesting stuff, if you want to get into a little bit of that. Absolutely. Now, I don't know where exactly this will fall in the... Uh the cryptid category, but it has to do with an animal. And these are old stories that I was told by my mom and my aunt and my grandma and, I mean, several different people. Because apparently this was a thing that happened quite a lot. And it happened with two particular animals, either a skunk or a possum. The old folks called them death signs. The first story I ever heard was from my mom, and this was a story of she was living in Florida at the time in the 50s and had learned that her grandma passed away. Gets back to Louisiana as quickly as she can, and she said that as they were driving from uh, her mother's house to uh, where they had the church where the body was laid out, she looked out the window and running alongside the car was a white skunk albino white she remembered the stories that her aunts and uncles had told her and and you know in like a day or two later once everybody was kind of settled and and things were done she told the story and you know then my aunt told her own story and it was revolved around this very same death but it's people coming from two different directions yeah she also saw the albino skunk. Um, I've heard it called a possum. Uh, so, I mean, but it's always albino, completely white, pink eyes. And they, if, if they'll run as fast as whatever they're next to. Damn. Now, in my opinion, these things have more to do with spirit than they do with flesh. From the little that I've, I've tried to come to understand from just, you know, like sitting and listening to people. Because they, they would appear and then disappear. They were never seen to run on or run off from anything. Yeah. They would be there, then they weren't there. So is it almost like that black dog thing that uh, truck drivers talk about? Oh, the black dog running alongside? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in a way like that. Um <sighs> I don't know if – now, this is how I've heard it described. As a spirit of comfort, as a spirit of warning, 
Man, and I know I'm talking in kind of old school, strange terms, but these are the terms that it was described to me in. Oh, that's fine. You're doing good. Um, it was always kind of couched in very, you know, strange language. You know, the, the, these things just appear and disappear. They're there and then they go away. But they're, they're all, they always surround the death of somebody you love. I've never really dug into it because there's not a whole lot about it. You can go online and look for the, the, the white skunk or the white possum. There's nothing really there. Nobody's ever really written about it. <clears throat> but I heard the story from enough people where I thought, okay, well, that's pretty cool. And, you know, the second thing I was kind of thinking of was in the area of cryptids, the first thing that ever really pulled me in and, and, and made me kind of go, wow, that's cool, was that when I was a kid, a young man, there was a show uh, hosted by Leonard Nimoy. I'm trying to think of the name of it right off the top of my head. But what he did was it was a half-hour syndicated show, and they went over all kinds of different conspiracy theories. Yeah. One day they did Bigfoot. And they showed the Patterson-Gimley film of the Bigfoot walking across the out of the woods, across the wash. And, yeah. and, and everybody's seen that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm a kid, so I'm going, wow, that's cool. So then over the years, anything I would see, like you, Bobby, yeah, I could read about a Bigfoot or, uh, you know, growing up in Texas, you also hear about the Chupacabra. Oh, uh, I don't know much about it other than it's a blood-sucking dog. Um, I don't know if it was was it a dog. I mean, as far as I know, it, you know, it's you know, any of the Hispanic folk would always call it a paro. Huh. You know, when they were talking about a chupacabra, they always referred to it in some way as a dog. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, that was. I think that may have been more of a South Texas thing, but I don't know. I really don't. Um, what always fascinated me were more of the, you know, the, the also from when I was a kid, you'd hear the stories about the uh, the honey badger beast in in uh, kind of South Central Louisiana. It was a, a a Bigfoot type thing. Every now and then, two or three people would come forward and say, "Oh, we saw the the honey badger monster," and it, the, they only call it honey badger because it had light fur. I thought so, it was an actual honey badger. <laughs> it could have been. I mean, that, it, it's, you know, these we're all simple folk from down here. We we just we come up with the simplest names we can. <laughs> we're not all fancy schmancy. <laughs> honey badger. If it's light fur, yeah, it looks like a honey badger. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like some like I'm picturing in my head a a mutated sort of honey badger, like real pissed off. Um, Destroying cars, stabbing people with its honey badger claws. <laughs> but That's a I don't good know. story. I actually like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. I think. Uh... I think that's interesting, though. You said it, it, it's almost like a like a Bigfoot type creature, and that made me uh, that made me think. You know, there's like all over the world, pretty much. There's a Bigfoot type creature that a lot of people would just swear exists. You know, mm-hmm. um, called the Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are different names for different ones around the around the world in different continents, but the description is always very similar. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name, not the Sasquatch, but there's another one that's kind of a a mythical creature, and it's got a weird name. Um, oh shit, it's a it's a Native American name. You talking about the when? Uh, yes, the, the Wendigo, uh, Wendigo. The Wendigo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but that's not really related to Bigfoot. That's more of a spirit type thing, right? That's what they say. Um and again, some people swear it's real. I mean, I guess with a lot of these cryptids, people swear that it exists. Um Yeah, so that's uh I guess that's up in Canada, right? Oh shit. I, honestly, I'm not really sure so. about that. Um, I think I remember Lauren Coleman. I, I'll occasionally um, 
listen to a podcast or, or an interview, and he's sort of one of the foremost cryptid guys in America. Uh, he's got a website, laurencoleman.com, and a couple of other places you can go. And uh, this is something he's been studying for, for literally decades. And I believe it, the, 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 the Wendigo is sort of a North Country in the colder climates type of a creature, I think. I, I can't say, again, I can't say for sure. Yeah. Just going off what I remember. Yeah, well, that would make sense uh, con- considering, like, the movies that I've seen about Wendigos. Um, it's, it always has to do with, like, people freezing to death, uh, you know, in the cold climates. So, yeah, yeah that oh, okay. it sounds like it uh, kind of goes along like with a, it. I guess a lot like a werewolf. They said if it if it what scratches you or bites you or whatever, you become one. Oh Is that yeah. Right? Yes. If if you are bitten or scratched by a werewolf and left to survive the attack, I guess then you you become one at the next full moon. That or so the lore goes. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, before we go uh, a whole lot farther, I just like I've, I've been so ready to hear about you know more about the uh the white skunk or the albino skunk blades have, have you ever heard anything no because no. i never have until dave was telling me and i'm like dude i gotta hear more yeah you and know? I, like i want to see what i can find on that <laughs> i have heard uh a few death omens like with uh you know those clicker beetles i don't know what they're called but they make a clicking noise no, you've never no. heard of them. <laughs> no, not the cicadas. Uh, these are like little beetles that make clicking sounds. Uh, honestly, I can't remember what they're called, as if I ever knew. Um, but supposedly, if uh, I don't know all the circumstances, it's just like if you hear one and it's not in this month of the summer, then it's like a death omen. Uh, if a bird flies into your house, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. another omen. Um, sh- but honestly, that's uh, all we got up here, really, in the Northeast. I don't know of any really older, old-school type stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as cryptids, like uh, stuff that I've looked into... Uh, I can't really think of a whole lot in my area over here, you know, in Ohio, but uh, one that always, one that I was always interested in looking more into was the Jersey devil. Oh uh, yeah. Read some things on that when I was a kid and that was one that kind of just grabbed me. And, you know, I guess that was a popular one because there's, there's a, so much about it. I, I believe there was an X Files episode about the first, it. The first season of X Files had the Jersey Devil episode. Ah, okay. Go. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a comic book. You know, um, so that, that's one that that, that goes back. There and were again, shows on Sci Fi Channel dedicated to um, Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're among the most the most well-known cryptids um you know I, I remember i do remember on a completely different note before i forget because as i like to remind people i've had head injuries so i gotta get this stuff out as i as i as it pops in there or it'll be gone forever um have, have any of you guys I, I guess this is more of an urban legend than a cryptid but have have either of you guys ever heard of the green lady no Oh. Heard of the okay. Green Children? The Green Children. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna... the story from England. Uh, uh, a, a chronicler in like the 14th century wrote a story about these two kids who emerged from the woods and they were green. Hmm. And and it's just a bizarre little slice of history story. Um, I listen to Greg Carlwood's Higherside Chats podcast a lot, and he had a guy who was an expert on this little story and. It's fascinating to, to you know, that even in, in different parts of the world, you get similar things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, I know that uh, when I was a kid, we used to hear about the green. Lady. I'm definitely going to have to look into the, the green children. That sounds creepy. Anything. Kids are just creepy. That's just that's just a given. Children are just scary. 
Mm-hmm. You know, never, never have kids. They're just, they're terrifying. But um, when I was little, uh, we used to, and I know that this isn't just a thing that's in my, that was just in my city. You know, this is, this is an old, old tale. Um, there's supposedly a green lady who, I don't know what the hell she does. You can look up like there's a little poem that you can look up and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I guess a little girl was staying with uh, with the green lady and like she stayed overnight with her. And when it was time for breakfast, the girl fixed breakfast and called up to the lady and said, uh, green lady, green lady, I don't know, come down for your breakfast or whatever. And the green lady didn't come down. So lunchtime came around. The girl called up, said, green lady, green lady, it's time for your lunch. The green lady didn't come back down. Dinner time came. The little girl said, green lady, green lady, it's time for your dinner. And the green lady didn't come down. So the girl went up the stairs and this is an old house, very old house, looked in the green lady's room in her keyhole and the green lady is in a, like, dancing in a basin of blood. So that's the old legend. Mm. Um, but when I was a kid, we used to, um, we used to wait at our bus stop to go to elementary school and there was an abandoned building which was just, you know, it was just a, a wreck, you know, windows were busted out. It was all boarded up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was graffiti all over the walls, but what they used to tell us so that none of us kids would go into the building was that the green lady was in there. And we all believed it. We were terrified every single day. We were scared that the green lady was going to get us. Well, so I, I think a lot of these, a lot of these tales are made up for just that reason. You know, I think, well, I think there are a couple of reasons why these tales are made up. One is because maybe some, somebody is, somebody might've seen an animal or something that might've been big or deformed or something. And, you know, the legend would grow and Mm -hmm. as, as time goes on, it just, it just morphs into something that's just completely fantastical. You know, I think that's one reason. And uh, the other reason is to keep kids from doing stupid shit. You know, like the adults would would make up this story. Like, well, isn't that, that like building. the whole Hookman story? What 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 that was about, or the uh, the one with the babysitter? Uh, I, maybe I got all these blended together, but uh, wasn't there one where there was a babysitter in the house and she was answering the phone, and like she would ask the caller where they're from, and then um, she. Uh, call the police or something and said where ask them to trace the call where's the call coming from and it's inside that the call is coming from inside the, the house from inside the yeah. house yeah so th- there was like a bunch of these stories just to kind of scare you into not doing certain things like i guess the yeah. babysitter was uh analogy for like knowing where your kids are at all times something like that mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, you know, uh, it it makes sense to me. That's where a lot of the urban legends come from. Uh, You could probably connect those dots with uh, with any of these old stories that that we hear about those and like nursery rhymes and all of that crazy shit. But I've always I've always been of the opinion that even in the more fantastical stories, there's a beginning somewhere. That, you know, if you can sort of go back through and, and, and go beyond the movies and television, um, uh, I mean, th- this is one of those things that y- yeah, you kind of have to get into research on and, and, and just look back at, at what people wrote about things they saw. Yeah. People who had no other reason to say they saw them, then they probably saw them. You know, and it's from some of those stories that some of these really tremendous, you know, legends and stories and, oh, you know, we can keep the kids in line with this. Yeah. And I I think that's where like the it it all gets put in this pot and it gets just brewed up. But but even with that, if you go back, there's a beginning somewhere. And usually that beginning is strange enough in and of itself. Yeah, it would hold the interest of somebody who like who's interested in cryptid stories or, or, or spirit stories or any of those things. Yeah, yeah. 
What are you going to say, Blaze? Um, let me think. Okay, I got it. Uh, it. It reminds me of that thing where... Did you ever, in school, did you ever have to do the thing where it's called like telephone or something? Like somebody starts off yeah. with a little thing and it gets repeated down the line through like 10 different people. And at the end, uh, when it comes to the end of the line, it becomes a completely different thing that doesn't resemble yeah. the original at all. Well, oh, that's, absolutely. That's what I think of as with these, uh, like the Grimm's fairy tales and like all these, like the fables even too. They started off with something, an actual event that happened that's and they've true. been handed down so much through other people's perspectives and uh, when it finally comes out to whatever generation is hearing it it's uh it kind of morphed into a different being altogether yeah yeah the legend of it becomes just something so unbelievable right yeah you know <laughs> it's it's like dracula you know the, the the story of dracula was so mythologized by Bram Stoker and then over the years and and the story really just if you get back to the roots it's a, a 14th century psychopathic uh, Hungarian lord yeah. who uh, just he, he lived for bloodlust right now, there are never really any reports of I, you know you hear stories and then somebody will say oh well this chronicler said that somebody said that their uncle said that he would drink the blood of his enemies oh okay well that's fine <clears throat> but the truth is that this guy was truly a psychopathic killer yeah and he was he didn't just want to kill his enemies he legitimately wanted to see them and and I don't mean this in a joking way driven before him so he could walk over the corpses yeah, no. What makes it even more gruesome is the way that he used to have them impaled. Like the spike would go through their asshole and come out their mouth. Yes. And so th this guy was twisted as it was. He doesn't need to drink blood to be any more twisted. But that's how that's how legends work, man. I mean, you you could easily see how that could happen. One person tells somebody, "Oh, this guy is a monster. He did this." Oh yeah, well I heard he did this too. You know, look at look at look at a really really simple children's legend like Paul Bunyan. Okay, um, considering the possible, considering the probability that Paul Bunyan was an actual person, mm -hmm. he might have been a guy. He might have just been just a regular Canadian lumberjack who might have been like six feet tall you know but he might have been a big strong guy when most other people in the town might have been like five six or something to them paul bunyan was just a mountain of a man so yeah. so as he lived and people told stories of this this tough lumberjack who could work all day chopping down these trees then the store as the stories passed on he got taller and taller oh paul bunyan is seven feet tall oh paul bunyan's 10 feet tall you know, and then suddenly a big blue ox is involved. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how it happens. So, yeah, dude, I think that's probably how a lot of these cryptid stories happen. Somebody might have seen a dog that just might have been deformed or some crazy stuff like that. And, you know, before you know it, you have the chupacabra, you know. Okay, here's a crazier one now. I've heard about these things in, in, in different parts of the country, like giant mutant cryptid uh, animals, hogs, uh, dogs, uh, wolves that just grow to some like, you know, disproportionate size and, you know, just, I don't know, get a monstrous look about them. <clears throat> Many years ago, my, my aunt was driving through like either LaSalle or uh, 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 Voiles Parish, kind of in the south of Louisiana. And she says she ran over this hog, that it, and, and even to the day she died, it was the biggest pig she had ever seen. Yeah. She said it was huge. It tore her car up. Now, I've seen people tear their cars up on a 200-pound hog or any kind of a big animal in the road. It, that that yeah. just kind of happens. But as she was describing it, and the crazy thing was she had a, a little Honda. <laughs> she hits it. You know, the car gets on and, and she's wondering what the hell it was. <clears throat> she turns around and the thing's running off. So, you know, did she just, I, I, I don't know. 
I yeah. don't know. It's one of those weird little stories that if I just kind of carried it on, who knows what it could become. Yeah. But everybody, when you, when you kind of scratch the surface of a lot of people, <clears throat> you find that everybody has a, a strange story. Yeah. Something weird or unusual that they saw or that they experienced or even that they dreamed. Oh, and, yeah. and, and and then, you know, Katie bar the door. They're they're scared. You know, this isn't the kind of thing that you, you, you talk about in polite company. And they hold it, you know, they that's those things that they hold close. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so a lot of those stories will never be told. You know, uh, the, the folks that told me about the, the, the albino skunk and the albino possum, I never heard of them talking to a newspaper or an author or a researcher. It was just stories that got told that, that people experienced over the years. Yeah. And, you know, for me, you know, the, the, the whole cryptid thing is kind of as simple as that. And it's become almost a cottage industry. With with podcast, there are podcasts dedicated to cryptids and Bigfoots and uh, werewolves and were dogs and were whatevers. <laughs> but when you when you pull it back to the simplicity, it's just somebody having an experience, and then it's an unusual experience. You know, and, yeah. and the whole thing is, <clears throat> if it's something that that you've seen or that you've thought about or that you've dreamt of, that that you you've said, well, you know, people really want to hear about that. We all want to hear about it. You know, right. because we we are of the nature that we not only love stories. You know, I'm I'm one of those that if your story is good, I'm willing to invest in it, in, in an emotional sense, of course, but. You know, just just whatever you when things like this happen, always remember, tell us your story, whoever it might be. It doesn't have to be us. I mean, the us in kind of the royal sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you see that weird, hairy thing or that big, giant pig in the road or um, the weird dogs, the weird uh, animals, the, the, the oversized foxes, you know, things that shouldn't be. That's the whole thing about cryptids. You know what? Probably a thumbnail uh, definition of a cryptid is an animal that people say exists, but science says doesn't exist. There you go. Because there's no real, nobody has one in a zoo. Yeah. There's not a chupacabra down in the Mexico City Zoo or a uh, uh, a big phoenix bird uh, in the uh, Phoenix, Arizona Zoo. Right. Which is another cryptid, by the way, the, the legends of the, the giant birds, the condors and the phoenixes. Mm-hmm. And you hear a lot of those stories from the southwest yeah. of sightings of the giant birds in the mountains and in the plains and in the deserts. Just yeah. wonderful, amazing stuff and all kinds of great stories. So rem- always remember, if you have these experiences, bring us your stories. We're all there are those of us that are always willing to listen. Absolutely, and you know, just just on on the off chance that maybe the the crazy thing that you saw that you think you might have seen, but you're not really sure, maybe somebody else might have, have as well. You know, I mean, there's so much out there, there, and there are so many people. And like going back to going back to something that you said earlier. Mm-hmm. All of these stories started from somewhere, you know, they started from something. And while I believe some of them, while I believe some of them might not be what people thought they were, or they might not be what, uh, what the stories and legends have become, I, I, I actually, I want to believe that some of these things are true. I want to believe that there is a Bigfoot out there, you know? I want to believe that. I want to believe that there are creatures like the Loch Ness Monster. There has to be. You know, there's so much of this planet that we still haven't even been able to uh, to search. So I, I really want to believe that, that some of these things are real. Can I share with you my, my the, the story that's kind of my deep down tickle? Ah, oh, yes, please. That always gets me. <laughs> the Mothman story. Oh, one yeah. from West Virginia. I love 
that I if if I see something posted uh, about a story or a podcast and it's going to be a, a, a or somebody posts an old interview with the guy that wrote the Mothman Prophecies book, John Keel. Mm-hmm. I'm always there because that story just fascinates me. And I really want that to be real. <laughs> I really want there to be some weird cosmic flying guy that uh, talks in a weird voice and can, you know, tell the future. Yeah. Because he's seen the future. But he's still this, this, this you know, he's, he's this creature, this, this odd creature. He's real. I, I, I want that story so badly to be real. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're to be a Mothman of Pleasant Point. I love that story. Yeah, that, that I recommend anybody just, just get, you know, put it in the old Google machine. And, and, and if, if, if you love weird cryptid stories, if you love weird, uh, almost even time travel stories, yeah. dig into the Mothman of Pleasant Point. Uh, it, I, I, there are diamonds to mine in that story for days. It is a rabbit hole that goes deep. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And do you think people should also watch uh, the Mothman Prophecies film? I think they ought to read the book first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a book out. That's probably true in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> the book is um, always better. Uh, I read the book after I saw the movie, and it was one of those deals where, oh okay this is why this part of the movie didn't make sense so i'm gonna have to check that book out now it's it's good i I, you know i love that book john keel hey and i got a amazon uh what's that called amazon prime uh kindle something like that unlimited so i could actually look that book up and see if it's available well there you go (laughs) so um when I see as a kid, I don't remember, like, I just remember looking up creatures or monsters at the library and mm-hmm. finding it like that. I, were they always called cryptids or do they have a different name? Is that something that's of this era here? I think as we more or less entered into the uh, Internet era and these stories started to come together, um, guys like Lauren Coleman, um, started using terms like cryptozoology yeah for the creatures that others had seen but that science has never confirmed uh and there are several guys that 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 call themselves cryptozoologists chris uh jericho a couple of months ago and i can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head had uh, a guy that claims to be a cryptozoologist uh on his show and they were talking about uh bigfoot as a matter of fact um so i think it's as as Stories started to come together, and they began to group certain types of things. Bigfoot with the Chupacabra, with the Mothman, uh, with the Loch Ness Monster. Things that, that walked on land or swam in the water or flew in the air. Those were called cryptids. Actual animals that people had seen, but science had never confirmed. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if that was an actual scientific name for it now. Um. Well, it's still called a pseudoscience. I don't know that anybody's ever legitimately right, because brought it, it into the forefront as, as a legitimate <laughs> uh, scientific discipline. Yeah. Okay. Now, about Bigfoot, I wonder if this was the, I wonder if the guy that you're talking about, um, I can't remember the name of the guy that I heard on a podcast maybe about a year ago on a different podcast. He was talking all about Bigfoot. And I was I was way into it. I was so very deep into it because Bigfoot, out of all of the other cryptids, Bigfoot is the one that I most want to be real. I want Bigfoot to exist. Yeah. Um, but this guy was going off into some other stuff saying that he believes that you know, Bigfoot could possibly be this extra dimensional creature who could travel, travel between dimensions. I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah. See, for for me, that's a bit much. I'm like that. Come on, man. I mean, I'm open-minded enough to consider the possibility that maybe things can travel between realities, but I, I, I want Bigfoot to be real, but I want big. If Bigfoot is real, I think that he's probably more like us 
than <laughs> some type of science fiction type thing. You know what I mean? I do. I understand that. <clears throat> now, let me ask you a question about this podcast. Let me see it. Because I heard the same. I don't know if it's the same, but this was a similar weird one. And this particular short portion stood out where he's describing they're driving down the road and it's night and they have their headlights on and they come up on what seems to be like a weird shimmery portal in the road with these hairy creatures walking in and out of it and I thought okay yeah. <laughs> alright here we go <laughs> Do you think that was just Vikings wearing furs? Because I heard that they had teleportation uh, technology back then. <laughs> That's how they traveled from one side of the world to the other. Hail Odin, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I said was, uh, I, I want to say that I'd heard that about the Vikings, but I'm not sure if I heard that from you. Were we talking about that? Vikings traveling through portals? Nope, we didn't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy, man. I heard about that but, when I was yeah, still man. a teenager. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested <laughs> in a lot of these stories. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm all about sci-fi. Sci-fi is my favorite genre. Uh, yeah. But some of these stories, some of the things that people say are clearly like, uh, oh yeah, and what if this could also be a thing? Well, it's just like that thing like, you were saying before, where it's like, okay, so he was uh, he was six feet tall. No, the guy was ten feet tall, and he had glowing red eyes exactly. and a couple of horns. Uh, so it's yeah. you know <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like like uh, Bill Bra what's his name? Bill Brasky on Saturday Night Live, which you don't watch, or Chuck Norris. <laughs> what everybody's saying about you know what everybody's been saying for years about Chuck Norris, like you know you know. Uh, 20, 30 years from now, people are really going to believe in all of the crazy shit, <laughs> all of the Chuck Norris memes. People are going to believe that stuff. All of the stuff that, uh, you know, our friend Michael Corbin says about me online. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's one of the guys, if you've, if, uh, you've heard over the last year, uh, there's a dude named Lon Strickler, who is also a cryptozoologist, <clears throat> telling the story about the, the bat creatures that are being spotted around Chicago at night. Mm. With the bat wings, no well, shit. Or Chicago bat guys or bat people or whatever <clears throat> on, in, in your Google machine. Oh, and I'm definitely a, looking at it. It's a fascinating little story, and the dude's name that, that that I've heard talk about it quite a bit is named Lon Strickler. Okay, a funky little story about people. You know, even there's even a couple of cops who said, "Yeah, we saw this weird looking thing with bat like wings," and there it was. So is it anything like Bat Boy that used to be in the, um, you know, those uh, dirt magazines or dirt newspapers like the Enquirer? How have you know the weekly world <laughs> news and the Globe were fine publications, <laughs> sir? Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, weekly world news. I remember that they said uh, giant hamsters were going to take over the world in ten in the next ten years, and and, and were they not right? I right. I don't know. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about being chewed to death by a giant hamster. I'm still alive, so I don't know. I guess I they... think we've got a giant gerbil in the White House. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Making you jokes. No apologies. Today. Making jokes. Wait, there's no a. <laughs> oh, uh, that one. That was that was for Johnny. Oh, yeah, because he's a uh, Trumpkin. Yeah, we love Johnny, too, though. Yeah, you know. no problems with Johnny, Florida. But, dude, you know, there was a weird story. And uh, I grew up in Houston I, I, uh, on, on the show that, that I do with Johnny and, and Corvin when he decides to come around. And Jenkins is the WNC Super Party every Thursday night late, by the way, uh, after wrestling soup. And... Um, Oh, what was, oh, my goodness. I just lost my train of thought there. Oh, well. That's where was I going? Where was I going? <laughs> Blades, where was I going? Uh, 
the WNC Super Party on Thursday nights after Wrestling Soup. Well, maybe I just wanted to get the promo in. Who knows? (laughs) You know, I'm I'm, I'm a perpetual uh, promoter. Shameless plug. Crass commercialism. Crass in my promotion. There's no (laughs) shame in plugs around here. Yep. Bobby does a lot of plugging. I just thought of something else and I, just, I can't say it. I'm not, I'm not fully qualified for, for speaking things like that. That's all right. We had, uh, we, and it's, we had, uh, um, we had podcast legend Yuck Nasty on the show and things quickly went off the rails. <laughs> yes, as they tend to do normally. Yeah, so it's all, all good. Even when it's just you and I, they go off the rails. So, But I was wondering, uh, Dave, have you yourself ever come into contact with or witnessed any of these cryptids, like any type? No. No? No. Neither have I. We no. live boring lives. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people who, I mean, we we all heard the stories. The yes. weird, little, strange stories. Um, uh, you know, I've had experiences. They're not really cryptid. Exp- I've, really, I've had one. I've had one little experience, and it's not a cryptid experience. But um, when it came to that stuff, all of that, you know, it, it, that unfolded before me like, in, in books from the library, in watching uh, the Leonard Nimoy series about conspiracy theories, uh, in watching Unsolved Mysteries with uh, Robert Stack. Um, uh, and the strange thing was, up until maybe 20 years ago, <clears throat> uh, other than the legend of Boggy Creek, which is sort of a, a legendary cult movie, it's not a great movie, but it's it's about a hairy creature. And it was made in 72, I think. And that was the first thing I ever saw, even remotely close to uh, the Bigfoot in, in, in a more public sort of entertainment media sense. Up till that point, it had been on documentaries and in books, and everything was speculation. Now they're making a movie about it. And when you're a kid and you see a movie, like, oh, okay, well, it must be real. Yes. Yeah. That's what I used to think. About it. it must be real. It must have actually happened. Yeah. So, I mean, and the legend of Boggy Creek, I think, which is in, uh, set in Arkansas, uh, is the story of, again, a, a real, hairy, you know, standing upright cryptid. Hmm. Based on a real story. So, when, when, and here, it, it's one of those wonderful things where, <clears throat> you know, if, if as you're going through your life, you don't really hear much about these kinds of things. But if you spend that, that that five minutes to just go to the Google machine and put in Bigfoot, put in uh, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, what happens, you know, and it always happens for me when I kind of look some of this stuff up, is, you know, I'm let in on something, something wonderful, whether it's true or not. You know, there there are people who are letting me in on their stories, on their experiences, um, on what happened to them. Uh, and, and let me emphasize this, whether it's true or not, when people let you in like that, that's a gift. Yeah. You know, yeah. the stories of the cryptids, of, of the Bigfoot, of all that stuff, those are great gifts to us. You know, and it, it, it there again, it keeps my imagination rolling, constantly right. rolling, always moving. Just imagine if we didn't have those tales, it, like how how boring would everything be? And so, uh, it, life would be gray. It would be colorless without all those tales. And then that's that's the, the, the most wonderful thing is we have those. And as with any tale, go back far enough and it emanates from a story. Mm-hmm. An experience somebody or a couple of somebody's had that over the years, and we've already talked about this, has grown and grown and grown into whatever epic uh, legendary proportions it's reached. But it's still, you know, at its heart, a, a story about people having an experience with something they don't understand. Absolutely. 
you know, <clears throat> if you listen to podcasts about uh, people who describe the Bigfoot or describe these cryptids or anything in the paranormal, it's <clears throat> I couldn't you hear it over and over again. I couldn't wrap my brain around it because everything within me had been I, I had been taught and and, and uh, it, it had been reinforced that these kinds of things aren't real. So as I'm looking at it, this can't be real because it's not supposed to be real. And, you, and imagine what a freak out that is. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. You be walking along and you see a seven foot hairy creature walking through the woods. <laughs> All of your life, you have denied the existence of anything beyond what you see in normal life. <clears throat> and there that is. Yeah. You know, what what and i'm gonna let me cuss a little bit here what a mind fuck that must become <laughs> it shocks everything in your system so um, you know it's it's you know those are that's how these things start and like if you've never witnessed anything i'm, I'm gonna draw a little comparison i don't know if you guys have uh witnessed uh, a child actually being born right before your very eyes but um, to see a baby, <laughs> yes. to see a baby's head coming out of there, okay, um, yeah. it uh, I almost like I lost all sense of reality. I basically said, "Is is what's happening real?" Because I can't believe my eyes. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like the only the only image I had in my mind was that of a muppet like coming through yeah. a plastic bag. <laughs> Okay, so now if I had no way to describe that experience and nobody else knew what I was talking about, they would think that a monster was eating another monster or something like that. Mm -mm. Um, That's a very good point. Yeah, so that's uh, like it's still to this day, it boggles my mind. It's so surreal. I can't believe that I actually saw something like that. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I actually watched two of my children uh being born and wow that the, yeah that, <laughs> yeah man your your description of that was uh actually a lot more eloquent than i, I would have been able to do at the time <laughs> now i want to hear what uh, you were going to describe oh no i i had no no all i could describe was just trying to keep from hitting the floor <laughs> that's a, that's all i could. yeah yeah, I almost hit the floor. There was a moment of uh, feeling a little faint, lightheadedness. <laughs> yeah, man. I was ushered out of the room. It was uh, they had to do a last minute uh, cesarean. Apparently, things uh, weren't exactly working out as far as uh, uh, whatever is supposed to work out. And I'm in there, and I'm I'm all like gloved up and, and robed up and masked up. And then the, the, they pull the sheet across her. Nurse pushes me out of the room, says, uh, uh, your daughter will be born in a few minutes. Wow. Oh, boy. I see the surgeon come in the other door. I, I, I can see through the, the uh, surgery door glass. The surgeon comes in. He's he's getting all, you know, putting the gloves on. And in five minutes, there's my daughter. They're carrying her around. They're kind of getting her ready. And uh, Oh, yeah. Wow. Why didn't they let me watch? <laughs> I wanted to watch. That was a different. That's a surgical, more yeah, of a surgical that's, uh, procedure. They, they got to cut her open. Quiet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten away. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have stuck your hands in there. <laughs> no, you know. Listen, I'm of the belief that you know if the pipes are messed up you call the plumber if the the body's got a you know you call the doctor i'm not sticking my hands in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. like my uh my youngest delivered herself that's uh, uh we were we were at the hospital and uh my kid's mom wanted to kind of walk around she was bored uh, just laying on the bed she wanted to walk around a little bit we walked around the hallway for maybe about 10 minutes and uh, she said she wanted to go back and lay down. We laid down. A couple of minutes later, my daughter just shot right out, slid across the bed. <laughs> and said, what's up, Dad? 
pretty much. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the nurse, the room filled up with nurses. All kinds of nurses were in there, and they all got cleaned her up. And the doctor poked his head in and said, "Everything all right in here? Yeah, cool. All right." You know. And then he came back a few minutes later. He asked if I wanted to cut the cord. I'm like, "Nah, dude. You you were gonna do something. You know, you <laughs> were you in go. the room. You do something. I'm not doing your job. You're the doctor. You cut the cord." Right. Yeah. yeah, and just to clarify, um, I'm not a dad. I just um, I was dating a girl while she was pregnant, and she had the baby while we were still dating, and she wanted me in the room. Ah, lucky you. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. So yeah, that that was definitely an experience. An inhuman experience. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know you were. Man. But, um, who new drinking game. But, um, every time I say, but, um, you got to take a drink. But I don't even pay attention to that anymore, honestly. Oh, I say it a lot, but it's cool. I, whatever, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> but to bring things back around before we, uh, before we wrap it up, because uh, actually, before we wrap it up, I want to ask Dave, uh, one other thing. Before we get to that, um, coming back around to the cryptids, again, I don't know where you guys stand. I want to hear kind of where you guys stand, but I really do honestly believe that some of these things exist. It doesn't matter that we've been on this planet for so long, that humanity has been around for so long, because in the grand scheme of things, we have not really been around that long. And we're discovering new things all the time. We're discovering new species are are being born and being wiped off of this planet at ridiculous rates. And if you really think about it, not so long ago, um, we didn't even know gorillas existed. You know, so uh, I really believe that some of these things do exist. Where do you guys stand on that? Oh, I'm I'm with you there 100 percent, man. You know, <clears throat> when I say as, as far as the, the the Mothman of Point Pleasant, I, the reason I hope that's real is it's such a cool story. To get any kind of confirmation would just be wonderful. <clears throat> but as you know, uh, as the years have gone on, and as I've heard this little story and that little story, read this or or, or heard this in a radio interview or a podcast. <clears throat> You know, it, it's it's kind of a, you know, this is what the world beyond the world we see is all about. Um, you know, sometimes and I already explained uh, for the folks who, who see it and, and can't believe it. But occasionally there are people who see and go, oh, OK, I know what that is. I've heard about those things. Well, apparently they're real, <clears throat> but they, they, you know, they don't capture them because why would you? Um uh, they don't try to shoot them because, again, why would you? Uh, so everything we have are are the stories that that people tell afterwards. So, and and I don't believe that these folks are not all these folks are lying. I, I, I you're going to have to do a whole lot of convincing to convince me that the accumulation of stories, the thousands and thousands of them over the years. Will I admit that some are made up? Sure. But I want that all are made up. You know, I absolutely believe that that some of these people have had absolutely real experiences in seeing what they described. Why we haven't seen it, why it hadn't been brought to the larger world, I don't know. <clears throat> I have all kinds of weird conjectures, but I, I, I don't know. So... Absolutely, man. I, I really, you know, I, I want confirmation to happen uh, where some kind of cryptid is concerned, a Bigfoot, uh, maybe one of the giant birds out in the Southwest. I would love that. That would be marvelous. And, and, and it wouldn't be a stretch for me to go, oh, OK, yeah, I thought it was real. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, we're, we've changed the world. No, but it's it, it it would be it would just be another one of those really cool things. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, both of you, basically, like you said, Bobby, <clears throat> they're discovering new species almost every day, um, and other species are going extinct. So who's to say that they're 
aren't some creatures that have yet to be like found and cataloged or even discovered. And there's still even parts of the world, this earth that we haven't discovered yet, that we haven't explored. Absolutely. Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah. There's life all over the place just, just waiting to be discovered. Some are just trying to keep to themselves. <laughs> and I think we should let them. Absolutely. Here, here. Don't, don't mount them on your wall or anything like that. No. No. But with all that being <laughs> said, uh, we're going to wrap this up, man. This, is, this has been... Man, I, I've enjoyed this just completely and thoroughly, and I really want to do it again. I want to do this some more. Dave. Well, I, I we got to tell you my UFO to, story one of these days. That, that's what I was just getting to. That's what I was just getting to. Um, I was kind of – I, I, I kind of wanted you to – I'm sure you did. I know that you – I wanted you to tell me before when you and I had a conversation before, but we decided that it would be best to uh, – to save it for an inhuman experience. So we definitely absolutely 1000% have to have you back so that you could tell your story. Okay. dokie. Yes. I'd love Gotta to hear that. It, man. Yes, sir. So, well, man, no, but until you. then, Dave, go ahead. Uh, th- thank you, Dave. Until then, uh, when, uh, just, uh, let us know again, once again, where can the people find you? Uh, I am on uh, the old Twitter machine uh, at the Dave Sincere. Uh, you can uh, check me out on Facebook. Although my Facebook is, uh, I've had it confirmed by experts, is, is quite dull and boring. It's mostly us grandparents swapping pictures on mine. So you're not going to get any simulating uh, information from my Facebook, but it's there, uh, Dave Sincere. Um, as I had mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, I do a podcast with uh, Johnny Florida, uh, Old Man Jenkins, uh, sometimes Michael Corbin. Sometimes any or all of us are there, but it's Thursday nights after Wrestling Soup. We call it the WNC Super Party, and uh, I have dubbed it the premier podcast after the podcast experience. (laughs) That's nice. yeah, I, I I like it quite. I put it everywhere I can. I write it everywhere I can. So um, uh, give us a check out. Give us a listen. We are on uh, Mixler. Just look for the WNC show, and we are there. And dudes, I, listen. I appreciate you having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Hey, it has been an absolute pleasure, as always, to speak with no you, problem. sir. No problem. For Glad sure, we're definitely going to do it again. Yes, sir, man. Oh yeah. And uh, while we're still here, we're gonna we're gonna uh, extend some thanks to all of our friends who have been supporting us from day one. Here, here. Oh uh, shit, dude. Who do we have? Blades, get in the corner. Ah uh, yes, get we have Yuck pun, Nasty, yeah. Dog a Baby. Uh, everybody, yes, actually, everybody in the chat room from the corner on Mixler. Um, you know, they we just became one big family. Um. And continuing on, we have uh, Jim and Tyler at Suplex City Limits. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Let's see. I really Saturday have to write this stuff morning down. Cartoons. I want a, a special shout-out to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Those are my guys, really good guys. Um, you know, check them out. Uh, Sean Paul Ellis, Dave Trumbor. Uh, they, they've been doing a really great job talking about all of the cartoons that we grew up watching. Really good guys. Check them out. Check out uh, THT Podcast. Boxman and Shaheen. Good dudes. Oh, hey, guess what? What? If you're in the need for some artwork, check out nuclearheatgraphics.com. Our boy Shaheen does some incredible stuff. You've seen some of his work, right? Dude, let me second that, man. He did a, a pinhead picture, uh, oh, yeah. a, a, a piece of art. I just man, I, I'm in love with that picture. I, I love that. He's he's a very talented young man, and I you know uh, definitely check out nuclearheatgraphics.com. Yep, absolutely amazing work. Yeah, who else? We have wrestling soup, of course. Geek Culture Cast Network. Shout out to to my people at Geek Culture Cast Network. That's my other podcast family. Uh, we have so many friends. The Strap, uh, 
everybody everybody's been so supportive so we just want to thank you luke birch our yes boy luke birch. Luke shout birch. out to burbs shout out to burbs mr klondike bill for our klondike being the bill. most badass australian on the planet uh blunt mommy shout out to amanda blunt mommy podcast check it out yeah much love man and, and, and anybody else that we that we forgot i'm sorry we have to start writing stuff down yeah I've had we a lot do of head injuries <laughs> i'm just really bad at like actually following through on things but i'll get it i'll get to it but we appreciate we appreciate all the love so thank you so much for that oh man and uh yeah and we still we also want to hear about uh any cryptid stories that you might have anything that you might have heard uh there there, there weren't a lot that we talked on today you know we we uh we're pretty much just having a conversation so if there was any that any anybody listening wanted to hear about or any uh personal stories or anything that you have uh just reach out to us blaze how can they do that yeah you can hit us up on gmail at inhumansex at gmail.com and seriously we want to hear from you if there's anything uh you would like to hear on the show or if you have anything to add you can just send it to the gmail and we'll check it out and who knows you might end up on the show right on so there it is once again thanks thank you papa dave thank yes you, thank you sir yes sir yeah problem and want to thank everybody for listening uh come back join us again we will have papa dave on with us again at some point in the very near future so keep listening for that Yes,